Speaking of nipples, it's episode 87 of the Handsome Hockey Podcast, and here we are from Evan's office? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Office-like room. Office-y room with room that may, windows may and plants. Identify as an office? Uh, it's, you know, whatever it wants to identify as, I'm uh, it, it can It can bend. Sometimes it's the... Uh, guest room? Guest room. Sometimes it's the office. You could... Some might call it the den, the rumpus room. You could even put like a very small hot tub in here. <laughs> like, you mean like a hot pot of water? Speaking of hot pot of water, that's what Mike Babcock has uh, found himself in once again. Yeah, and uh, it boiled over and killed him. Uh, one can hope. Um, <laughs> proverbially. Uh, it killed his career. That's for sure. Yeah, proverbially. <laughs> yes. Mike Babcock's weirdness turned his career into a nuclear reactor of hot water. Yeah. That it boiled the water around him and uh, created a, a Chernobyl reaction. That's the smartest moment in Handsome Hockey Podcast history. And uh, GM Jarmo Kekalainen's like, three sits wrong. <laughs> not good, not bad. I will die in nine months. Mike Babcock, who infamously was fired from the Toronto Maple Leafs for being an asshole uh, to mostly his younger players, but sometimes his his uh, his vets as well. But mostly like people that he saw as victims like you don't you don't single out Mitch Marner because you like want him to be a leader. You single out Mitch Marner because he looks like a fucking Mark (laughs) (laughs) Uh, who famously made Chris Chelio say of his treatment of Johan Franzen, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. Mike, Mike Babcock was allegedly used in the torture of inmates at Guantanamo Bay. He was a specialist in like unit 731. Right. Right next to Ted Cruz. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So they're, they are together. No, fuck. It wasn't, it wasn't Ted Cruz. It's uh, it's a, a, Ted Cruz is Florida fucker. No, it's um, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. He like worked for the CIA, like at the, at Guantanamo Bay, and and somehow they memory hold that shit. Yeah, but he's he's he said he was a member of like what SEAL Team Six, but he was just a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and his his karmic retribution is that he looks like he's getting waterboarded constantly when he's on television. Uh, um, uh, no, uh, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> that's right there is a great bumper sticker in this neighborhood of it's said it's a picture of ted cruz and it says this man killed my son yeah i've seen it it was like parked yeah right it's, over it's there. always right near our yeah. place. um speaking of killing sons so mike babcock uh asked the his players for f- their phones and then would is it airdrop airplay i don't know Apple i think technology. it's i think it's airplay yeah we yeah. we are both uh Apple refugees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it is airplay airdrop would be if he wanted to uh, send these players. That's when you titty pics of their girlfriends to himself. Oh, that's when uh, you yeah, take that a shit be, on a plane. Yeah. That's, that's as opposed to a, as opposed to a water drop. Uh, uh, so he would like airplay their photos on a screen, like either at his house or in his office or whatever. And he's like scrolling through the photos of these young players phones. And like, if I had had a smartphone when I was 25, I know exactly what the photos would have been uh, about in my phone. (laughs) And I would have been like, sorry, Mike, that's private. Fucking Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. Um, and so, uh, this, was unleashed upon the world by noted in uh integrity filled journalist Paul Bissonette uh, on the <laughs> along spin. with his uh his sidekick Ryan Whitney uh uh noted muckrake side you'd love to kick uh Ryan <laughs> Whitney uh and 
the the Blue Jackets came out, Boone Jenner came out, Johnny Gaudreau came out, Mike Babcock came out, and we're like, this is, you know, I think Zach Wierenski came out as well and was like, no, no, this is completely overblown. It was, com- it was completely fine. He was just trying to get to know us better. But you can see how, like, something that works with veteran players completely falls flat with younger players. And, like, A, I think Boone Jenner got, like, forced at gunpoint to put his name on a PR soundbite. Well, Jarmo is a Finnish sniper. <laughs> but uh, like Johnny Gaudreau had a you know normal thing to say about it, and and like what he had to say was just like you know yeah he asked us for you know to share some photos of our our families and stuff and talk about our off season and just like get to know us. You can see how that doesn't work with Gen Z, right? Well, not only that, but. So this this defensive, uh, uh, you know, King Cock like comes out from the team and Bissonette decides to not back down. He doubles down. He's like, no, I have it on good info that this really upset a number of players on the team and they found it very invasive I'm paraphrasing because mm-hmm. he uses much bigger words than my master's in English does. <laughs> um, but so he he doubles down on this and the NHLPA decides to do an investigation. And upon the end of that, uh, the culmination of that investigation, Mike Babcock resigns because they found out that it actually did really cross the line with a lot of players. And it's like, how exactly does that work versus how could that be just completely normal and innocuous? Like I, I keep thinking like, okay, if Mike Babcock was like, Hey, uh, share five photos of your off season to show me who you are in an email. And then we'll talk about them in the meeting. Fine. Like just, yeah, (laughs) normal shit. Uh, but instead, I feel like he like corralled this player that went to lunch at his house, like he was the the stars guard from fucking girl with the dragon tattoo. Like, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm gonna gas you and then hang you up and try and kill you. Uh, instead, like, hey, uh, welcome, welcome to my house. Uh, can I can I see your phone? Can I see some pictures of your girlfriend's tits? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean your dog. Uh, I definitely said dog. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, wag. Can we settle on wag? Um, is that is that culturally appropriate? <laughs> it, it, speaking of which, like, Brock McGillis had, I, I think he was the first one to make this really sentient point in all of this. It's like, what if one of these players was closeted and Mike Dabcock wants to go through your phone like publicly in front of you or not publicly in front of you but <laughs> i mean i wouldn't put going through a phone publicly over what mike babcock wants to do but yeah. uh like you know he, he there are all sorts of important privacy considerations and so you know asking I, your boss asking to see your phone like you can get all sorts of old white men in hockey to realize that's not okay. When you say, yeah, let, let your boss go through your photos on your phone. Uh, yeah, I can just see Mike Babcock getting a gay player's phone and be like, Oh, you got a lot of pictures of your dick in here. These are, these are different dicks. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Mike Babcock just like recently heard the phrase no homo for the first time (laughs) and he thinks it's okay. Like he's like, oh, I'm becoming so culturally aware. No homo. And you're just like, get out in the fucking shed, Mike. (laughs) Like just get in the shed, stay in the fucking shed. I'll get the axe. Let's yeah. Just I'm putting barriers on the windows and you, I will feed you through the chimney. You fucking sloth. Um, and to his credit, uh, noted muckraker Paul Bissonette did come out and say that 
he was a little bit wrong to insinuate that Boone Jenner was the complaint because it's become obvious afterwards that Boone Jenner was not the complainee. Yeah. Because Boone Jenner, you know, doesn't care about sharing photos of his wife and kids off season. Like, nor do a whole lot of people. But you got to be understanding here that that there needs to be a professional boundary, even in professional hockey, where professional boundaries become gray as shit all the time yeah. uh between something like this you know between your boss having the power to decide whether you're getting playing time on like you know if you were training in the off season if you're drinking in the off season if you were just stay at home and pound and puss in the off season like who knows or if you're kent johnson probably all of the above <laughs> yeah uh I feel like like Boone Jenner was doing some like Jordy Nelson shit, like plowing a farm somewhere. Like <laughs> him and him and Suter. Which Suter? There's like 40 of them. The other thing about like the lunch story, that's the most ridiculous part of this to me, is that he allegedly had a young player over ostensibly for lunch and got the young player to show him his phone and his pictures in his phone and then didn't feed him lunch. Couldn't even send him home with a fucking doggy bag. Like, well, you can't really find food in Columbus. <laughs> Don't they have like fucking exported skyline chili from Cincinnati? Oh, God. Not that that's good. I, that's just I the know, closest Ohio food. I know this. I know this is going to enrage what's left of our Ohio listenership, but skyline chili fucking sucks. Yeah, it's not chili. It's a bolognese it's sauce. It's so bad. It's, it's bolognese sauce. It's not chili. It's uh, and it's. It's trash. a bad Bolognese sauce. It's trash. Uh, like it, it is, it, you know, does it give you a uh, sense of place if you eat it there while you are watching the Bengals lose? Yes. Uh, or like door, does it make you make a real quick trip to the toilet? Cause it just plows through your innards. <laughs> All of the above. Ugh. All of the above. And, baby. Then, and then the toilet resembles the Bengals or the blue jackets. Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, that's the other thing is the Blue Jackets have one of the best collections of young talent. They're one of the best kind of farm systems and some really bad older talent. Older right. Young talent. But if like if there's a reason to keep a GM around who's made such a stupid mistake as trying to rehash Mike Babcock, like maybe that's the reason you stay is because a you corrected course and b you have a shit ton of talent coming up yeah uh, one of the things that i read on the athletic was the talk that the blue jackets ownership is incredibly standoffish like they are almost entirely <laughs> removed from the the day-to-day -day of the hockey team <laughs> i'm imagining like them just being like Sitting in the corner. Of yeah. Party. Complete social introverts like yeah. like succession, but like eighth graders. <laughs> uh, and so the the ownership of the team or the principal owner made a statement saying, you know, we are, you know, backing our, our guys. But, you know, there was there was a like a long and but or but and, you know, basically in that statement. And so. I think there's a lot of pressure on John Davidson and Jermo Kekalainen and to, you know, not win everything this year, but show big improvement. Yeah. Get the taste out of somebody out of people's mouths from this. Like yeah. that, I think that's the, big no, that's thing. just the water in Columbus. <laughs> I mean, one thing you can do to get the taste out of people's mouth is feed them lunch. Uh, you know, or, uh, give them the C. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I, we've had a number of uh, new captains announced recently. Um, Most importantly, Boone fucking Jenner. Boone fucking Jenner. Uh, the Canucks named Quinn Hughes as captain for this team. Uh, because ideally, your hockey team captain is the one who naturally looks always like sad, scared, or high. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's like he needs a better antidepressant. <laughs> like just portrait of Quinn Hughes. Is your antidepressant not cutting it? <laughs> Quinn Hughes could have been on the cover of like every AFI album. 
<laughs> How yeah, old cool. are we? We've just referenced AFI. Uh, I think the most interesting switch, obviously, this year is uh, the Boston Bruins gave Brad Marchand the captaincy. Yeah, uh, so we spoke earlier about muckrakers. Uh, that's what Brad Marchand does. And it will be very interesting to see how wearing the captaincy of a of an original six franchise one that you know while brad marchand has always been a bit of a wild card has always respected and you know when you hear him in interviews you realize that he's actually a pretty thoughtful guy is he an investigative journalist because that's what muckraking kind of means is he the world's best detective batman i don't know is he writing like animal farm 2.0 uh it's god i don't even have a joke there um because <laughs> you said muckraking and i think that's what muckraking means like a, i i think i'm i'm using he's just it a, yeah in, i know how you the, i think everyone knows how you were using it. well I'm then let's playing. let's say here and like wax poetic about it because i gotta get one over on my english major man. god god damn <clears throat> uh anyways you threw me off my rhythm uh <laughs> we had such a good rhythm for this episode sorry, going oh <laughs> uh, it's ruined I, I didn't i'm ending it here and i'll just put it out at like 12 minutes um <laughs> and people will be like oh they finally lost it <laughs> or they'll be like wait they're still doing this <laughs> um i think the 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 i what i'm trying to get at is it'll be interesting to see if or how this changes Brad Marchand's on ice persona, if he takes it seriously. I mean, he's played under Patrice Bergeron, who was captain for what, like seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. And um, it freed him up to do some things, you know, you know, wag a little tongue here and there. I mean, but the last couple of years he's been mostly without incident. I think his last like suspension was, a hockey play, hockey hit. I think that was dirty. I think he got suspended last year, but it wasn't for like. Right. It was a. It was like a. It, it was, was like a dirty hit. Yeah. Um. And like a kind of like a late like just fuck up kind yeah. of a hit. Uh, I if I remember correctly, we were like, "Is that suspendable?" Uh, oh, that's and right. We he, were slew, like, he slew footed a yeah. guy, and it was like kind of wishy washy. But he slew footed people before. Yeah. That's what yeah, it was. and okay. we that was we were like, if this wasn't Brad Marchand and he had a history of that, mm -hmm. would we be upset about <laughs> it? Was this? PK Subban? We'd continue to ignore it. Yeah. Uh, other captains, uh, Gabe Landeskog, despite not playing last year or this year, is still the captain in Colorado. Yeah, he's the captain, like the godfather you know he's like i need you to need you to score this goal but he's like somewhere in alberta like farming yeah <laughs> score the goal take the cannoli uh the blues named Braden shen captain which um who <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just kind of reminding you that hey he's a player on our team adam lowry gets to be emperor as that ship sinks as god intended <laughs> like you think maybe he asked his dad, like, hey, how bad does it get? <laughs> and he just, like, put his hand on his shoulder and was like, you'll know soon enough. <laughs> it's worth it. Our, if you're strong enough. Might as well die with your boots on. <laughs> I mean, skates. Fuck, I screwed up the analogy. <laughs> and then yeah, uh, as all of his friends get traded away, he's just like. Chicago hockey team says nah to having a captain. Which, um, that's got to be some pie on Seth Jones' face, but also like, hey, we're going to try and trade you. Or, hey, we're going to try and give the, hey, we're going to try and give this to Connor Bedard next year. Ne next year. Yeah. yeah, 100% heading towards Connor Bedard next year. Yeah. Um, also interesting that uh, Anaheim also doesn't name a captain because... Well, two of their biggest talents haven't even signed yet. Yeah, and notoriously, the coach is talking about making Trevor Zegras like back check and shit. And that's not fun. No, that's zero percent fun. Um, as they don't sign him, as somebody <clears throat> who doesn't back check, I know that's not fun. <laughs> that's bullshit. He, 
you back check when you want to. Yeah. Um, when we and, have a nut long enough bench, I back check like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, it was just like, okay, we're not going to give it to Troy Terry either. Like you have, or, you can't give a guy named Troy Terry, the captaincy. <laughs> like, I like, I'm not trying to poo poo him anyway. And like, <laughs> and your captain, Firsty, firsty. Like you just, I, I'm sorry, but you can't do that. Even though, I mean, Troy Terry's kind of a captain kind of game. Hey, and, and Troy Terry uh, single handedly saved my fantasy season two years ago. Like, yeah, you're just, uh, like, you're just turning around and stabbing him in the back. I, well, he wasn't on my team last year, so fuck. Him. Uh, I mean, I yeah, it's personal. Cal McCarr, on the other hand, so. The fun thing, at least to me, or the funny thing, at least to me, is all of these captains have been getting their like portraits taken um, by someone who is uh, doing a thing. <laughs> they seem to want to photograph these people like they're like Civil War generals after the war or like people that have have endured their their worst day. Like it, it smacks of like a time magazine cover for like Condoleezza rice or something. <laughs> it's like, like chancellorsville. Yeah. Like you know, plus one. <laughs> and they're just like sad and all of their friends are dead and right. Like Conor they haven't Mc- trimmed their beard in six weeks. And <laughs> Connor McDavid's photo is like, Oh, I should have built a house with gables not a modern house and like half of them is just like i should have bought a boat yeah i should have bought a boat (laughs) like it's not quite as bad as like phil kessel team usa but it's it's like going for gritty when gritty isn't needed it's like yeah we're gonna try and capture all of your emotions in your professional portrait yeah it like we're going to make you read some E.E. E. Cummings poems and then like <laughs> just tell us how you feel with your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a portrait of you while you while we explain the uh, Schrodinger's cat uh, concept. Watch the last five minutes of Homeward Bound and then we're going to take a picture <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah. Like they basically tried to make everyone look like Quinn Hughes. Yeah, yeah. I tried to even it out. Sad and high. Um, we're just like, oh man. Keep going, sorry. We've got so many bad photos of Quinn Hughes. I know. Let's make everyone else look just as bad. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, Adam, do you remember when you were in sixth grade and your dog got hit by a car? Yeah. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Terry Gross and NPR. I'm like, okay, can you can you tell me about uh, the the worst day you've ever had. <laughs> well, 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 um, well, I went to Mike Babcock's house. And- <laughs> he asked me for my phone. <laughs> um, to switch gears for a bit. Uh, so the PWHL draft happened quite a while ago now, actually, uh, like 10 days ago. Yeah. Um, but we uh, haven't recorded, so and we're we were talk excited about it now. We were excited for it and we, uh, yeah, well, as was expected, expected, Inspector Gadgeted, as was expected, Taylor Heisey was uh, drafted first overall by Minnesota. Um, Consensus 1.1. They probably would have been drafted number one overall, regardless of who drafted first overall, but because it was Minnesota, it was kind of just like a fait accompli, like it was <laughs> going to happen. Turns out star players work on every team. Yeah, Uh at number two, there was some consternation as to which way the 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 draft would go. Uh, Jocelyn LaRock uh, ends up being the pick at number two to Toronto, which allowed Alina Mueller to fall to Boston. And it's like, oh, you want the the young, best European hockey player in the world to nah. be on your team? No, nah, I don't want it. Toronto was like, mm, ew. <laughs> Boston was like, yeah, definitely Give me the player. That is um, how I imagine a Boston GM sounds. Yeah. Come and play in the Boston area. Enjoy yourself and get yelled at by white people. Um, That's a really good, like, American golem. <laughs> Instead of American Gothic, he's, like, yeah. standing there holding a fish. <laughs> um, you, you know, uh, there 
the general kind of consensus after the draft is that Montreal probably came out of it looking the best Montreal and then like Boston and Minnesota probably afterwards. I I am kind of upset because most of the players I was most interested in I'll be missing you. Most of the players that I was interested in really following this year are playing for Canadian teams and <laughs> ended, uh, up, ended up in the Montreal, huh, huh, huh. Montreal and Ottawa. So not only Canadian, but French Canadian, uh, how dare they like, uh, Montreal drafted Kennedy Marchment, Teresa Vanasova, uh, Elaine Chuli, Jillian Dempsey, and the youngest player drafted in the draft, Lena Youngblom, who is uh, lives uh, up to her name. Yeah, is a, is a, is a, is a, a Longblom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, they they're uh, staying in Sweden. However, um, that was like actually one of the more surprising slash daring picks of the draft. But then Ottawa uh, drafted my girl Haley Skimura, who uh, just kind of fell in love with their play style over the last world cup. And they also drafted like Amanda Boulier. Yeah, my will, girl, Teresa Vanasova amongst the, uh, Montreal load up. The thing I will say, um, so New York is still looking for a place to play and reports are it's in Connecticut. Interesting. Um, they don't want to play at the mall. I know, you know it's in New Jersey, you but. know, uh, and honestly, Connecticut is like New York light. Um, I kind of thought that, like, that is, the American dream mall was dope. So yeah, you loved it. I, I agree. Um, I think that, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm, I think I'm going to go through this season without rooting for a team. Oh, we got to pick teams, which is Just take, I, your, take I, your time, I don't know, take man. your time with the decision. But we got to pick teams. Do we have to pick before, after, like how? Uh, I think you know it can be like, like what, it can if, be what like if I, dating. What like, if I pick a team and they're like New Jersey Devils, nineteen ninety two left wing lock bullshit, so I'm saying, and I'm like, like gross. It can be like dating. Okay, you know what? I am at some point during this season going to root for every team in the league. Is someone that. <laughs> <laughs> As someone that divorced a hockey team, that, uh, I, I think, and, and you know. That is a promise I make to you. I will root for every single team in the in PWHL one, in at point. one point All right. this season. Yeah, it's sort and of like a, I am going to be annoying about it. Yeah, the thing is you got to like time it up right. Like you got to like root for teams at the right time. Uh, I also think I'm going to just wait until logos and team names come out and mm, then base base it off of that. Yeah, that's also a big, big shoe to drop in terms of fandom. Um, you know, we've seen several uh, interestingly laid out maps. There was one yeah. that was like, we're going to have six things on six points in a map and then six like placeholders for logos. But then they're like nowhere close to the things positions on the map i don't know it was very funny and then people were like drawing lines to from, <laughs> from the team logos to their positions on the map and it looked like the like the the start of world war one <laughs> somewhere gavrilo princep is just shaking a fist um, right i i also think uh the the peter or the pwhl also put out a like coming soon teaser and it was colors schemes mm, for or yeah. what people thought were color schemes for all six teams which uh touche uh that's a good one uh, i i'm really interested to see what we get out of the logos because for the most part i think the the phf did a pretty solid job with logos and colors and jerseys and whatnot uh but we'll we'll see, right? Like it, nothing's going to top the Connecticut whale logo. Like it's just <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, so, but what can come in second, right? So, um, I I hope it's a team that I can uh, root for um, and enjoy. I I don't think anything will be worse than the Montreal Lithos, but uh, <laughs> I thought the, I mean it was all right. It wasn't the worst. But but yeah. you can do so much better. It wasn't Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs. Uh, hey, you fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> I think one of the reasons that we and and a lot of the Ted fucker uh, women's hockey people that, that were aligned with on Twitter 
kind of like Montreal is they've taken a lot of PW or PHF players. Uh, you know, Teresa Vanisova, my girl. Kennedy Marchment. Kennedy Marchment. Dominica um, Leskova. Uh, I think Jillian Dempsey and Jillian Elaine Dempsey. Julia yeah, that, that too. was the, the other one I was going to go for. Um, so I, that's a good reason to root for a team. Um, Amanda Levier, most importantly, stays in Minnesota. So we get to see, I don't know, some more Minnesota-themed goalie pads soon. Uh, loon pads for life. Um, I, I did, mean, you know, you start with... What did she start with? Fish pads. Yeah, you start with the fish pads, graduate to the loon pads. I maybe we'll just get, like, whole lake pads. We can hope. Um I mean, there's a lot of lakes to choose from there. So <laughs> it's like of, it, it's like each week is a different lake, and you have to guess. Yeah, speaking of Minnesota, uh, Olivia Knowles, another really good young player, um, used to play for University of Minnesota and heads to Toronto. The I love the the Minnesota team because it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven of their fifteen draft picks played college in in Minnesota. Uh, like that's that's some home cooking, and I love it. Like go go for it. So some notable PHF stars that we thought were going to be drafted went undrafted. Um, notably, Michaela Grant Mentis, Madison Packer, Ali Thunstrom, Kaylee Fratkin, uh, Nora Raddy, and Maddie Rooney. All of which can probably contribute if they make their way from free agency to one of these PWHL teams. Well, I mean, Nora Reddy is still one of the best goalies in the world. Exactly. So like they're, you know, this is like a fucking eight team fantasy league. Like <laughs> their free agents are stacked or ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have a huge player pool and hopefully that leads to the best sort of competition that we're looking for. Um, but I think it's notable that, you know, all of these players that were looking at probably a pretty at the biggest paycheck of their career um, are, are without it now. And Allie Thunstrom in particular has announced that she's likely to retire. Uh, Jonna Albers has announced her retirement. Um. They're not going far. They're staying in, in professional hockey, coaching, managing. But, you know, it, it's always hard to hang up skates. And so our thoughts are with them and the other people that have been just royally screwed over by this transition. Especially John Albers, who's relatively young still and has been an absolute dynamo in the PHF for so long. It was honestly really shocking to see them choose to hang it up instead of keep playing but and you wonder but i also like, understand like how much like there's like a unofficial farm system you know okay we've lost seven players to injury hey jonna come on in right you're only 29 yeah um kaylee fratkin uh is going to boston for uh their tryout camp which it seems kind of It'd be pretty, a pretty big upset if they did not stick with Boston. It was honestly kind of a shock that they weren't drafted, considering how dominant she's been. And in, in, I mean, she's the it, defender it, of the year, like I think twice in the PHF, right. um, and is only like two years removed from it. Uh, Sammy Davis also uh, is going to Boston in, uh, for their tryout camp, and that's the other thing that kind of surprises me is like Allie Thunstrom as a just a speed burner of a player. Like you would think that's exactly what would transition well to this new league that you ostensibly think, okay, might play at a bit of a higher level. And that's why some of these PHF players, you know, might wash out and whatnot. But I, I think maybe she has other things to do and she's 35. So, you know, I can understand wanting to hang him up at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Madison Packer is going to the New York tryout. Also kind of a big shock that they didn't get drafted. Uh, tough mustard, Carly Jackson going to Toronto for their tryout. 
probably faces a pretty big battle to stick in Toronto. Um, just considering who is on their roster. Um, but as I called it, like roster bubbles in these camps are going to be interesting. Like I hope somebody's filming some sort of grassroots level, like hard knocks in these camps, because talk about, just palace intrigue and position battles. Like you're combining leagues. Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be just juicy on so many different levels. There, there's a, there's a moment where, uh, Marie Philippe Poulain will in French say, and I took offense to that. (laughs) I wish I, my French was good enough for that. Mine uh, is non-existent. Poutine. There we go. <laughs> With all that being said, we are trundling headlong into the first PWHL season, which will start at some point in January. It'll be an abbreviated schedule this year with a longer schedule starting next year. And as kind of devastated as we were to see the demise of the PHF, the birth of the PWHL is intriguing. And it has the 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 promise of you know what the pwhpa has been clamoring for for what five years now yeah it sort of feels like a trap in some ways yeah (laughs) it's like but is it a thirst trap uh depends on if you're talking about olivia Knowles or not um but yeah it, it still feels a little dirty coming off the heels of the untimely demise of the phf um, if this is what it took for survival, yeah, there's still, you know, so much talent left in the free agent pool. Like we talked about Fratkin. The upcoming season is really a, a, it's kind of like a two-sided sword or like both sides are blunt. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's really great to see all of the best women in the world, you know, in theory playing together in one league. Uh, but I really miss the Connecticut whale. I really miss being a member of the pod and I'm going to miss that for a long time. So um, I will watch, I will enjoy. Uh, Hopefully we get an amazing streaming service option for the, if they make it it back up on Disney plus that might make sure I keep Disney plus or Disney plus ESPN plus. Yeah. so So let me try that again. If they make it back up on ESPN plus, that'll make sure I keep, ESPN plus. Well, the NHL is on ESPN plus. Sure. But like you can stream that illegally. easy. Enough. Yeah. And like not quite enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the problem. <laughs> Fucking blackouts. Like, it, yeah, I would, I, I, I wonder what it's like to watch a Kraken game. I know. Well, <laughs> I um, hear it's good. Uh, moving on. Uh, we, I've got some, some quick hits. I got a, I got a good, transition you do that then uh from something that we feel conflicted about to something that we feel unequivocally one way about uh terry pagula uh, allegedly said some racist shit uh, according to a lawsuit and uh no one was surprised yeah when when like rich white people say racist things you're just like well yeah <laughs> well and it's like you know 2020 reactions uh or reactions to events of the year 2020 did a lot to bring a lot of people's negative opinions out of the woodwork and that's what this lawsuit kind of alleges um <clears throat> there aren't specifics on what Terry Pagula has allegedly said but i don't need him i believe him (laughs) uh he allegedly said if the black players don't like it here they should go back to africa and see how bad it is really yeah (sighs) all right well shout out to our sabers fans uh the uh lawsuit also mentions dallas cowboys owner jerry jones who (laughs) What? He's racist? No way. Uh, allegedly told Trotter in 2020, uh, 
that if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. <laughs> I mean, okay. In some ways, that's Shad Khan, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Shad Khan put a, a, a statue of Michael Jackson outside of Fulham's Craven Cottage in London because <laughs> they were friends. <laughs> that's hilarious. Shad Khan, um, Shad Khan, University of Illinois graduate. His of course. Parents moved to Urbana Champaign when he was like 17. I just found this out. My mind is fucking blown. <clears throat> so, uh, Shad Khan, future Buffalo Sabres owner. Other muckraking quick hits. Andrew Shaw gets back at digging his shitty little ditch and uh, talk some shit about P.K. Subban for no reason in particular. He's so stylish and good on television. Yeah, he's he's not as good as me at illegally headbutting the puck into a net. No, uh, he just said, like, you do know all his teammates hated him, right? And it's like, okay, mirror right back at you, buddy. Yeah. N- your mom thinks you're a pud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like, you know, your mom yells at her vagina for having birthed you criticize PK Subban's winning accolades all you want. Like he was a star is a star and Andrew Shaw wasn't. Um, So, yes, of course, they would exist on two different sort of tiers of player and one would feel a natural jealousy towards the other. Patrick Kane never. I don't have. A I mean, joke. at I least Patrick Kane like gave Andrew Shaw some blow. Like uh, he's he's nice in that way, like a, like a handy in a river. No, I mean I, 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 I meant cocaine. While Thank somebody you. was taking an aqua dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm so happy that you're finally watching Shorzy. <laughs> All of these jokes can come out now. It's uh, huh? it's been a long time coming. Speaking of taking an aqua dump, BioSteel <laughs> went back. <laughs> <laughs> Biosteel went bankrupt. Oh, that was. Oh, I'm about to cry. That was really good. Uh, oh, there goes my mascara. Um, yeah, who would have seen this coming? Anyone who has tasted Biosteel. Well, also, like, Biosteel went from nobody knows them at all to like official bottled water or, or like athletic drink of the NHL in like four years. And, like and it's some- like expansion happens at a, like on an exponential curve for a reason. And I know some people that liked it, but they were all getting the like pre mixed stuff in just like, re- you know, really wasteful packaging and shit. And it's like, I tried to mix it yourself stuff when, I ran one of these relay races. We had like a pile of just like noon and biosteel and Gatorade and stuff. And at the end of the week, like. I thought that you farted. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's the weirdest fart I've ever heard. It's even weirder. It's, it's, it's literally a coworker sharing a picture of her cat to our, uh, zoom cats chat. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Now, if only ran this relay race, brought some bio steel to share in the, like, you know, runners potluck of various electrolyte drinks. And, uh, amongst the, like, Biosteel noon and Gatorade and crystal light. Like guess what was universally hated and left over. It was the fucking biosteel. Everybody like, was like, we're not inviting Evan back. Right. Next our, year. Our, our 12 runners doing 216 miles uh, as a focus group universally dismissed the biosteel. You know what? That's, that, that's a thing, right? And like, I kind of, I don't know. I was like, okay, let's try it here. It's good. Other people like it. And it was like, no, this is just, this is just shitty. No calorie Gatorade again. Like, I don't know. Speaking of not having Gatorade again, uh, Arizona coyotes legend, Andrew Ladd has announced his retirement. Um, some may be saying Andrew Ladd was still in the league and, Yes, because of very strange contractual money requirements. But Andrew Ladd got to 1,000 games, two cups, but 
most importantly, like one of the all time, just silly end of contract stipulations clauses that, that we, I don't know. We, we love this just silly shit. Well, and you know, uh, I think that, uh, we're, we're all wondering, Oh, sorry. Uh, did, did the stipulations that would cause Chicago to lose draft picks in that Andrew Ladd trade end up happening? No, uh, I don't think so. He made $4 million a year for the last three years and then $5 million a year to do nothing. Good. What a God. Um, <laughs> most importantly, he had a cap hit that was bigger than his actual paid out salary. So that made him, you know, a Coyote's legend. It was something like he had to play one game in the NHL last year. Yeah. To like make the whole thing happen. Well, you know, if he didn't make it, that's that's honestly that's on Arizona. But I, I think he's bad management. I think he did. I mean, I, I think he didn't want to play much. I think he played in the AHL. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Just all-time end-of-career grift goes to Andrew Ladd. Congratulations on your amazing career featuring two cups and uh, happy trails. Well, yeah, you know what? Congrats to congrats to congrats to Andrew Ladd and also to uh, Cole Sillinger <laughs> for uh, talk about talk about happy trails. Uh, formerly happy trails, formerly happy trails. Oh yeah. I can hear myself again. Uh, <laughs> formerly happy trails. Uh, he, he, you know, he plays for Columbus, which is a bummer. Um, and he now is single because he cheated on his girlfriend. And what do you know about, cheating on a pop star that always comes back to haunt you mm. they make a music video listen travis kelsey <laughs> listen uh chris hemsworth yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah his uh his now ex-girlfriend tate mccray who was apparently before she was his girlfriend she was his celebrity crush what what amazing Canadian celebrity crush? I mean, I, have you seen the video? I haven't seen the about? video. So I the didn't video, know who she was until about I didn't know until she, 35 she was. minutes ago when and, I looked up <laughs> this whole thing. I didn't know who she was until uh, I saw the video uh, for a song called Greedy. Um, uh, but she uh, films the sultry music video in a hockey rink and locker room Um <laughs> for part of it she goes michael jackson with a hockey glove and just wears one. Oh, i love it the the lyric in the song is don't get greedy All right and everyone knows who that is aimed at poor cole sillinger who hasn't really been working out very well with the maple uh, with the with the columbus blue raspberries like he should have been yeah and you know what now uh, his ex is like gonna glow up on like not that she yeah. wasn't already i again i have no idea who she is i mean she's got like a skin team she glows all the time oh we need that yeah for like agreed. our promo shots we need skin teams <laughs> and like uh, the the emotional nhl photographer yeah uh i mean i i cry all the time so <laughs> like that's like again oh you want me to watch the last 10 minutes of, of homeward bound and uh, like we so uh, the the missus and I were out in Joseph, Oregon, where a bunch of Homeward Bound was oh, okay. filmed, and they have plaques up about it. And really? I would see the plaque and just, just like cry. get a little teary eyed because the ending of that movie is like the saddest thing that has ever happened in <laughs> cinema. Like, oh, Andy Dufresne got out. Yeah, well, Shadow almost dies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cole Sillinger learns don't date a TikToker. Trevor Zegris 
yet to learn that lesson. He's currently dating um, one of the D'Amelio's. Charlie. Like, I don't even know. I don't don't know who we're talking about. Me either. I, I I have spent... An inordinate amount of time avoiding TikTok. Dixie D'Amelio. Apparently there's more than one D'Amelio. Just like there's like eight Dutchmen on that one team. In uh, the, the Apple Dorns. The Apple Dorns. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a bunch of D'Amelios and Trevor Zegris is dating one of them. And uh, Anaheim's like, hey, we don't want to pay you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, this D'Amelio person, is that like uh, when... Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Is that when like Gordon Bombay comes out in a goatee? When I hear D'Amelio, I think of uh, Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> D'Amelio! <clears throat> but yeah, Trevor Zegris in contract stalemate with the Anaheim Ducks because, well, he's a pure offensive forward talent and they want to get grittier and... The coach has been in the media saying, like, yeah, I'm going to teach this boy how to play defense. Um, Why? <laughs> Why? Stop yeah. it. <laughs> okay. I mean, in That's so many. That's not what he does. In so many words. But, yeah, everyone's like, why don't, why don't you take a fucking bridge deal? Just either pay the man long term and commit or take a bridge deal. And they're like, uh. Uh, Pat Verbeek's like, ah. He's like, I'm going to do what Steve Eiserman did with Steven Stamkos and make it hard. And Steve Eiserman's like, play, no, 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 no. You play tough contracts in the corner. Um, what do we get to? Oh, uh, <laughs> we're just, we're just jumping around randomly at this all point. All over this shit. Uh, Spencer Knight revealed to some reporters that he went into the player assistance program to treat his OCD to which anyone who knows goalies say, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Why aren't you all in there? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In all seriousness, good on him for doing what was healthy for him at the time, which wasn't playing in the NHL, even in the midst of your team going on a cup run. And uh, it sounds like, you know, maybe if he's able to talk about it, that, whatever he came out of worked. So yeah, hopefully he's able to, to be the goalie that his team desperately needs in the future. Yeah. And and he, sorry. Um, well, and the, the Panthers gave up on Alex Lyon who like kind of got them into the playoffs there at the end of the season. Uh, he's now like third fiddle in Detroit. So they really need Spencer Knight to have have his his show up moment. That was um, also a smart buy by Stevie Y. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think hopefully Spencer Knight is a, has been able to kind of take control of 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 OCD. Which okay, that's maybe not the best wording, right? Like I, like, I want to make um, like I want to make jokes about this, but. It, you don't need to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm just like l- legitimately was like, wow, that's putting my foot in my mouth. A yeah, bit. And like OCD is, a, you know, it's a stress disorder. Like you can see how a, a hockey goalie can just like easily start to suffer from that because well, you, it's like connecting, connecting things that are real to connecting things that to, to things that aren't real. You know, you how many times you, you tap your, tap your crease or, or like clean your crease or tap your goal posts or whatever. Like everybody sees goalies do these very, very, you know, distinctly sort of ritualistic things. And like the jokes can write themselves, but we don't need to like yeah, the kids coming back. That's the most important part. And he's probably got a still a, a bright career in front of him. I think the lesson is when your bright career is in danger, like take the time you need. Yeah. Like we saw Jacob Rana jump into the, mm-hmm. the, the player assistance program and, uh, I mean, and a, come back pretty strongly towards the end of the season there with St. Louis. And as a player, he's got a little bit of a harder 
row to hoe than than Spencer Knight does, just because he's had you know so many chances and so many teams take a chance on him. Yeah. But with Spencer Knight, he's like, hey, you know, I need to need to step away for my own health, and hopefully he comes back better than ever this year. Um. <clears throat> Speaking of coming back better than ever this year, uh, Valerie Nichushkin would just love if you if everyone forgot about that whole Russian hooker thing in the playoffs. The whole like <laughs> I had to go home and be away from my team for several weeks because uh, I brought a yeah. like loose a drunken loose cannon <laughs> into the midst of our team and may or may not have sabotaged our playoffs. Yeah, I totally. Did not have to be spirited away by team fixers into the ether and uh, renditioned into a safe house. Leaving my coach to stammer awkwardly in every press conference about where I was, <laughs> would I be rejoining the team? Uh, you know, Big Val, he, uh, uh, you know, he's not with us right now. And uh, he's, he's not in a farm upstate. Yeah. But- he, uh, um, well, you know, there's a that's a real great team over there, and we've got to we've got to work hard to kind of overcome some obstacles. And you know, we miss Val, but uh, you know, we're uh, we're optimistic. You know, Seattle's got some really great farmers markets, and we think he maybe got lost. Yeah, you know, he, that dude loves to throw fish, and so <laughs> us being in Seattle, we knew it was going to be a contentious moment, and uh, we're doing everything we can to find him. Uh, however, uh, uh, look at, look at the dog, look at the he, dog. Look he at loves the to throw fish like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, one of you will get that joke. Uh, and finally, uh, Nikita Zadorov became the first Russian player to openly oppose the war in Ukraine. Uh, we've heard rumblings and whatnot that several Russian players were kind of on the opposite side of this invasion and were not supportive, but Zadorov has openly come out uh, on social media and said, I am against the war in Ukraine, which is so dope. I mean, this is also coming from the dude that like broke Nathan McKinnon's chickpea pasta obsession to the world. Like, (laughs) Nikita Zadorov is bringing the people the takes that we we need to hear and um to be yeah the first russian to basically say like I oppose the war I'm not going to be able to go home um this is fucked and really like be honest and call a spade a spade like go read a translation of his interview it's poignant like the dude has always been a very interesting interview but like you can tell he's he's a really thoughtful individual and though he might like want to murder forwards on the ice he doesn't want to murder ukrainians and he doesn't you know uh he and we've we hear rumors uh and they're easy to believe that Russians are afraid to speak out against this war because of what it might mean for their families left on the home front. I mean, Ovechkin ain't afraid to speak out. He is well, very. He's uh, not. He's not worried about his family on right. the home front. He is. He is leaned into the the it's team Putin man. Yeah, the, um, the Putinesca. But he. But if those are true, like if if people are genuinely in danger, and I. It's easy to believe, but I'm not gonna right, like, sit here and like be like, we have all this evidence that Russian hockey players' families are in danger. Well, you, I mean, didn't like Matvey Michkov's dad die under curious circumstances? Uh, I I don't think it was super curious. Uh, I mean, he's not the leader of the Wagner Group or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and like, it, it, I think you know. It was pretty clear when Artemi Panarin was going through it. Um, shout out to one of my favorite episodes of our old podcast, Lore. But, um, you know, he was, like, I think his family's like a prominent Russian family. And, and he was very scared for, you know, implications for them from yeah. 
and I think his sort of position. Didn't so. uh, Kapril Kaprizov get detained in Russia at some point? Oh, and, yeah. I for- yeah. fucking forgot about that. Yeah. They were just like, no, he has you. Yeah. You play you play for CK <laughs> Moscow and uh You stay longer. Yes. Green card expired. Right. Um, as as Alex Galchenyuk like goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah oh, no. See you NHL. Yeah. I'm I'm about to I'm about to offend some cops. Um <laughs> don't worry, my my girl, my sister's got me. <laughs> um Yeah, this it's a it's a <laughs> it, it it takes a lot of balls to do what Nikita Zadorov is doing. And hopefully it doesn't come back to, you know, uh, to have negative ramifications on him or anybody in his family. I mean, hopefully being six, five and 220 pounds helps. Yeah. I mean, being six, five and 220 pounds doesn't uh, get grant you immunity when your plane goes down in mysterious re- uh, ways. No, but, it just means they have to use like radioactive poisons. Yeah. Uh, that's never happened. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, thank you folks for listening. We will be getting our NHL season preview out here pretty soon. Um, you know, we're, we're, I think our no, our long travels are not over. You're going to Canada in a week, so yeah, but only for like four days. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll be coming at you with some big time, hot steamy season preview uh, episode coming up here. Oh yeah, we're gonna lay a hot steamer down for everyone who likes uh, to listen to us. Um, we're probably gonna even like start releasing episodes more often now that we're around and and the weather's turning shitty and uh, the place that we play hockey the most is closing. So we can do know, Mondays now. We can do Mondays now. Mondays back on the menu. Got a case of the Mondays, and that means we're recording. <laughs> uh, you can find us on the internet at handsomehockey.com. Oh, dear God, handsome hockey podcast on Instagram, handsome hockey on Threads. Is that still a thing? This week, yeah, because Elon said they're going to pay for Twitter now. So, sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, at Handsome Hockey on X. X going to give it to you. What? Um, or HandsomeHockeyPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Handsome Hockey Facebook page. And we got the YouTubes. Uh, oh, the YouTubes. Where you can... You can you can you, tube your tube. You can visualize our words when they come out into the the audio there. No, yeah. you really can't. I don't think they have closed captions. I yet. have no idea what's I going would on love there. to figure out how to make them closed captions, um, but uh that yeah. that is a mystery for another day. Yeah, and also a mystery for another day, our next episode. So we will see you soon. Stay handsome, everybody. Restez beau tout le monde.